How do you sign off after doing a podcast for four years? My name's Jonathan, and this is the Snakes Cast, the podcast for people who don't know as much about games as they'd like to know. This week, it's time to bid farewell to the old, and welcome to the new. Welcome back to the Snakes Cast, everyone. This is the final episode of Season 4. Holy crow, four years of doing this show. There, This is our 192nd episode. That is a lot of episodes. I'm kind of overwhelmed. I had no idea that the show would go this far or accomplish the kinds of things that it has over the course of its run. Uh, starting it off, all I wanted was something that was simple and bite-sized that anybody could listen to. There were just so many podcasts out there that were really, really good for enthusiasts of board games, but so little material out there for the kinds of folks who I just kept meeting again and again at Snakes and Lattes, who were curious about games and wanted to know more about them, but had absolutely no idea where to begin. They had never heard of the idea of a deck building game or a worker placement game. They had no notion of the difference between European and American style games. They, they, they liked Monopoly and they heard there was this cool game called Catan that was really interesting. And they really loved the new material that, that they, that they found when they played games of snakes and lattes and were sort of overwhelmed by how much there was. I wanted to create a podcast for them. Mainly because in all those moments when I would just start rambling about, you know, some element of game design that I thought was interesting and then realize that I was rambling and say, Oh, sorry, you don't want to really hear about that. They would almost always say, No, 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 go on. Or, No, that's really interesting. That's, that's cool. And I didn't think they were buttering me up. I thought they were actually being sincere. I thought they really did like hearing about this stuff and were genuinely fascinated by this entire world that they had no knowledge of. Those are the people that inspired this podcast in the first place. And they're the reason that I keep doing it because I keep meeting new ones every time I go into work. And it's just been such a privilege to be able to do this. Um, the show started off in a very different format from what we have today. Uh, we used to have that cafe noise in the background. We weren't actually recording in a cafe. We just sort of dubbed that in because I, I wanted the idea of something that felt warm and personal. Um, I also wanted people to have a sense of what it felt like to be at Snakes and Lattes. Because, well, just the sounds of people having fun and laughing and carrying on in the background. And that really, I find, can help a lot of people who are nervous about the idea of trying a game. These, well, aren't those kind of childish? Is it okay for me to really have fun doing this? If you're surrounded by other people who are also having fun doing it, it sort of gives you permission to do that. And I've seen the magical effect of that on players at the tabletops. And I thought, well, maybe, maybe we can get a little bit of some of that in the podcast, too. And for the first couple of seasons, we did run that. Yeah, it's critics, of course, but um, we did run it for the first two seasons, thanks to the audio wizardry of uh, P.T. Douglas, who's been our producer for all four seasons. Uh, he's had to clean up some pretty rough audio on occasion. I know not every episode was the best audio-wise, but trust me, it sound, these all sounded an awful lot better than they would have without his skill. Trevor also performed the lead-ins and outros for that first season, uh, signing his... Uh, Introducing us at the beginning and signing off at the end of every episode. Anyway, I thought I could maybe tell you about some of my favorite episodes from those early seasons. They might be worth a listen even today. It's true that they were a bit rough. I was not as polished a presenter as I am today. I hadn't had nearly as much practice. And there's the sound of the crowd in the background, which for some people is distracting. But we got some really good material in there. 
for me, in season one, every episode was exciting because the whole prospect of doing a radio show about board games was completely new to me. I knew about other shows, but this was a different kind of approach. Eric Lang's guest appearance was a real boon for that. Thanks, Eric, so much for being on the show there. And his episode about Ameritrash, together with Colin Young, I thought really did a lot to start to position the show as being something that was fun and bright and accessible for new players, but without being condescending or insulting. Yeah, it's geared toward beginners, but it's really meaty and interesting. I really loved doing the 20th Century Classics series. We did one episode each about Monopoly, Risk, Clue, and Game of Life, uh, their context, where they arose in, and how they're still enjoyed today, and whether they deserve their place as classics. Late in Season 1, we also did a wonderful episode about games as art. Todd Campbell, a theater artist, and Mady Gelsma, a visual artist, uh, brought their respective backgrounds in the arts to the question of games as art and play as art. And that, I think, was one of the first times we approached a really weighty subject, but it certainly wasn't the last. The end of Season 1 saw our four-part series on women in board games. And Mandy, Crystal, Stella, and Emily were all amazing in that episode. They were, it was, that was easily the most fun thing that we had ever done. All of them had great stories to tell. All of them had really fascinating experiences to share about it. And by that point, there really was a sense, I think, that the show was starting to come into its own, not only as an accessible show, but as a substantial show, something that really had something to say. With season two, the dulcet tones of Eric Summerer from the Dice Tower podcast began to introduce the show. And we also brought in a couple of new features, Game Spotlight and Guru Voodoo. Game Spotlight was something that these weren't board game reviews. They were spotlights. The idea being that we weren't going to try and do a consumer advisory thing where it'd say, should you buy this or should you not? Is it good or is it not? But just exploring what the game is like and how it plays in a cafe environment, what it's like to teach it and how well it does with really varying groups of people. And that was a regular feature that's continued on the show to this day. Guru Voodoo was super cool. It was actually Steve's idea to give it that name. I wanted to have a segment where we'd be presented with a table of people with a variety of different tastes and interests and have to recommend the ideal games to suit that particular group of people. And we really challenged ourselves a lot. We had varying groups of all different kinds. Uh, I think one of my favorite ones was the one where you have a situation where you want a game that's stabby, but not too stabby because there's, you got some players saying, Oh yeah, we want to stab each other in the back. And one player is like, so sure I feel about that. And ways to sort of have aggression in games that won't necessarily hurt people's feelings. That was really interesting for me. We did another 20th century classic series where we talked about Scrabble, Yahtzee, Battleship, and Trouble. And we did a really terrific episode about accessibility in games, accessibility issues, uh, uh, physical and sensory impairments among players, things like colorblindness or uh, hearing impairment, and how games can be designed and published in such a way that the most people can can play them. It really felt good to do that episode, just to sort of educate myself a little bit more on these issues. Season three, though, was when the series really kind of came into its own fully. That was when we had the modern format with me now doing both the intros and the outros with music from bensound.com. The, the song is actually called Badass, which is 
I wasn't really going for a badass sort of thing, but I liked this particular song because it had the sense of, it was like driving music, driving on a road out in the open, exploring into places you've never been before. But the road has been, you know, it has been paved by others. So it's going to be a smooth ride, an enjoyable ride, a fast ride getting to where you're going. The fact that we had the the episodes divided into three segments now, each about five or eight minutes long, made it easier for us to record these things. And yes, we got rid of the cafe noise in the background, so it felt a little bit more studio, a little bit less ad hoc, I guess. Uh, the Guru Voodoo episode about spectators was really, really neat. The one about how some, what do you do when you've got somebody who just wants to watch? You know, Should you try to draw them in, or should you do something where they can get the enjoyment of spectating, but also be able to play with others. The episode about the play contract was one that I had been wanting to do for the entire series. What are the unspoken rules that we all kind of agree to when we sit down to play a game? Uh, The discussion of party games versus strategy games is also a really fun one because a lot of the time at uh, at the cafe for us gurus there, it feels like there's this divide between the more casual game playing types who just want to play taboo and cards against humanity and stuff like that and people like us who be more interested in playing stuff like dead of winter or or pandemic or or something with more of a story to it and that particular episode i thought we really succeeded in finding some common ground between those groups and helping to see these two types of game players not as necessarily being at odds with each other but having things to offer one another we also in season three did a really great episode about difficult subjects like war and religion and violence uh, Coco Lee and Maddie McLean were just amazing in that episode. I really, really enjoyed working with them in talking about those issues. Season four might have been our strongest overall season yet. Uh, not only it, we, we we stuck with the same format because it was really working. We had multi-part interviews with game designers Justin Gary, creator of Ascension, and Ignacy Trevicek, the creator of Robinson Crusoe. And I really, really enjoyed that. I hope I get the chance to do more interviews over the course of the uh, the new series as it begins. Spoilers, there's going to be a new series. Um, conversations about whether a good game has to be fun, quote-unquote fun. What makes a classic stand the test of time? What makes a game beloved by gurus and hated by the general populace or vice versa? We also had a really difficult two-part series called We Have a Problem, in which we talked about some of the very serious issues that persist in tabletop game culture and ways to address them. Coco Lee, Amanda McKnight, and Scott Moyle were all just wonderful in that episode. And if you haven't had the chance to listen to it yet, please do. It's one of our proudest moments, I think. Really, I've been so proud to be part of the show, and I'm so grateful to everyone who's been a guest here with me. Thank you all so much. All right, enough wool gathering. Let's start looking to the future here. The new episode... The new season of the Snakes cast, the new Snakes cast, is going to be in a somewhat different format. We're going three times weekly, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And each week, we're going to cover the same topic in three shorter episodes. The episodes are going to be down to about 10 minutes now. And every Monday, we're going to have an introduction to that topic. We're going to be talking about it as though the audience had no idea, had never heard of this item before. On Wednesday of that same week, we're going to go deeper into that topic to sort of an intermediate level. And on Friday, we're going to dive deep. 
This way, if you are new to a particular subject, you just listen to all three episodes. But if, you already, if you're already familiar with it, you can skip Monday's episode and still be able to enjoy most of the shows that we put out for you. We're going to have two regular hosts instead of just one. I'm going to be joined by the wonderful Emily Finnerty, who's always been one of my favorite co-hosts on the show. She's going to be a regular now. She and I are going to be sort of sharing duties of hosting the show. We're always going to have one person with us who is really into whatever the topic is that we're discussing that week. So we've shaken out the format a little bit. We're still ironing out the kinks, but we're really happy with how it's sounding at this point. And I think you'll enjoy it too. We're going to be revisiting topics from older episodes. It's been a long time since we first talked about things like Euro games or worker placement, these sorts of things. And these are topics that are worth reintroducing to a new crowd of people. We're sort of going back to Snakes Cast episode zero. We're rebooting the entire show for a new, for a new cohort of players just arriving in the hobby because so many new people keep arriving and Although I'm still very proud of the material that we did early in season one of the Snakes cast, knowing what I know now, we could have done better than that. And we're going to take the chance now and have a whole new introduction for new players coming into board games. If you've got friends who are curious about the idea of playing games, or you've introduced them to Ticket to Ride, and they thought, oh, that's, this is interesting, I didn't realize games could be like this, and you need to give them a podcast... The new Snakes cast is going to be exactly what they need. Short episodes, three times weekly, geared towards novices, intermediates, and experts. And by the time you get to Friday's episode, you're going to know everything you need to know in order to enjoy it. We're really excited about this new format and the new show, and I'm really looking forward to hearing what you are going to have to say about it. Well, that's it for this episode, this season, and this era of the Snakes Cast. But we'll be back again next year with our new format, so be sure to let us know what you think on Twitter at SnakesCast or on the Snakes and Lattes Facebook page. I'd like to thank our producer, P.T. Douglas, for four seasons of audio engineering and for all the moral support you've provided over the years. There's no way I could have done this without you. Thank you again also to all my co-hosts and all my guests on the show over the years. I hope you'll be able to join us in the new Snakes Cast soon. But most of all, Thank you for listening. You're the reason we do this, and I can't tell you how grateful I am. See you in 2017. Goodbye, and hello, as always. Goodbye.